Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the midweek fix from the LFC Day Trippers for this Wednesday night. Um Chris bricked himself earlier when I told him, listen, if this game gets called off, you better start doing the questions. He, I, could fucking, I, could, I could feel him sweating through the phone um, when I told him this earlier. But it looks like Liverpool versus Arsenal will go ahead in the uh, Carabao Cup semi-final. Fourth leg at Anfield tomorrow night. Um, clearly, Arsenal aren't as afraid of Liverpool as Liverpool were of Arsenal last week. Um yeah, we're going to pre- preview this game. Uh, Kev is going to tell us who's available for Arsenal, who's available for Liverpool. Um, we might try picking 11, I think we will. Um, we'll have a little chat around the Mo Salah contract situation, which um, there was updates from Jurgen Klopp earlier on. And anyone else in the chat that wants to throw anyone else in, absolutely throw it in. Um, people that have turned up tonight looking for a quiz or a draft and they're, are, they're upset, um, we get one out. So, oh, I'm on the verge, right? I'm genuinely on the verge of making any night off that we don't do a normal show, just doing a show and having a quiz. That's I'm genuinely on the verge of that. I reckon we could turn this channel into a quiz channel, right? So basically, what I'm saying is, if I'm, we not do a show the, on, I'm not doing the questions for that. If we do, no. if we do a show on a Monday, right? We do a show every Sunday. We do a show every Monday, right? And um, we do a show Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on Liverpool are playing. This show, the midweek fix, we do something usually on a Thursday, and we definitely do something on a Friday, right? I'm what I'm what I'm putting forward here to the board of management, right? I don't know who the board of management is, but I'm putting it forward. The board of management is all misses. Let's be fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I'm putting it forward that any nights that we have off, that one of these shows aren't on, you know, there's a free night. We should just do quizzes. What do you think? Quizzes, drafts, or just random chats? We should we should definitely fill in the week with random chats, quizzes, or drafts. If you're if you're for that, give me a yes in the in the chat. If you're against, the say no. But if you say no, look, you're a sad bastard. Um, you know what I mean. But def, let, let us know anyway. Chris doesn't want to do it. Kev is like says he's. I think they're class. The quizzes. I'm not doing the quizzes, but I don't mind the drafts. drafts. I haven't done a draft look, yet. I, I like the drafts and I like the the random chats. They go fun. I just, I find the quizzes stressful. The, the quiz are stressful. Uh, Passio says, nice to see Gav wearing his flashy top from the set of Star Wars. That's a new one. Fair play to you. Um, <laughs> we're off and running, which is great. Um, I'm, gen- I'm genuinely th- going to take a picture of this jumper and just post it out there. Because um, it does look, it genuinely does look like I'm just sitting in a sea of static um, on the TV when um, 
when you're when you're the cable fell out in the mid nineties. That's that's what or the early nineties. That's what happened. So um, random chats, quizzes, and drafts. We will definitely get to and try fill in the week as much as we possibly can. Um, I'm just waiting on word back from the board of management as I've said. So if you are in the chat. You're very welcome. Um, if you have any ran- anything random you want to ask us later on, yeah, we'll, we'll go for that a little bit later on. Um, if you've subscribed, please, if you're subscribed, fair play to you. If you haven't, go and subscribe. If you haven't hit the like button, hit it. If you want to hit the share button, hit that as well. And, of course, keep those um, comments coming in the chat because they are a massive, massive thing. Hey, uh, C. Carr wants to know, has Conroy has his teeth done? Have you got your teeth done? <laughs> no. No, I don't, I don't know why. It's maybe no, just the light. No, Conroy has today. good teeth. Always has. Yeah. No, well, it's it's okay. I'm, I'm um, I might have them. I'm not going to get Ross from Friends, but I might get something. Oh, that'd be that. You need to do that. That'd be yeah. brilliant. Okay. Yeah, like that's the it's the Bobby Firmino when Firmino he got his done. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Ross from Friends. It's uh, oh, Dan Bailey wants to bring on the drafts. Um, Stephen Lennon says the quizzes are the crack, and of course we're trying to bring people viewers in on the quizzes just to let you know as I said make contact with us we will do a test with you to make sure everything works correctly and you're more than welcome to come on because Davo and Shawnee smashed the quiz the other night um, it's the quiz challenge I suppose where two people team up and try to get as many questions right as they can yeah I don't see questions. anyone beating 76.5% you might, you might need to rule that null and void to well, I reckon on that format with the same amount of um, I suppose the same amount of rounds and stuff like that I reckon if I teamed up with somebody, I could reckon I could beat you. I genuinely. It's just like sometimes it. the way the questions fall, though, Gav. Like there was a few guesses that, like educated guesses that they got right. Sometimes that doesn't go for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we'll have to wait and see. Um, quizzes are not the answer, says Johnny. Be red. Oh Jesus, Johnny! For fuck's sake, we are flying until you started. Um, anyway, uh, you're very welcome, Kev. You're very welcome, Chris. You're very welcome, Conroy. And um, happy haircut, Kev. Says Archie. I asked him did he get his haircut before, and he no. said no. Just What's different going? headphones today. Different headphones. Ah, that's what it is. He has his little headphones I in. Got little, I got my little diddy ones in. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Are they the ones we sent you that you refuse yeah. to use for ages? Yeah, go man yourself. Fair <laughs> play to you. Um, I didn't want to say that, but seeing that you're using them Push them into your ear. They're in there now. Yeah, okay. We'll push them in. Hopefully they hang on. Hopefully they hang on. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, 100 people watching, 35 likes. Keep bashing it and we'll see how we get on. Johnny B. Red says that was sarcasm. Um, I, I, it's very hard to read sarcasm when it sounds like you're giving out, Johnny, but I'll take it as sarcasm and we'll move on. So Liverpool v Arsenal, first round, first leg of the semi-final in the Carabao Cup due to be played at Anfield tomorrow night. Um, Kev, I'm going to ask the question to you and I'm going to ask the, all the other lads as well. What do you think the chances are this game being called off? I I was looking through what Arsenal got available, right? Mm-hmm. And um, depending on their COVID tests that they would have done today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'd say there's probably a 30% chance. They don't need many. They wouldn't need many positive tests to, for this to be called off. Okay. They're not they're not as far away as what people think because of the amount of players that have gone to Afcon, the amount of injuries they have, it wouldn't take much. Okay, because um, I'm asking this because Arteta said um, he admitted that Arsenal may not be able to f- fulfil the fixture because of a selection headache they have with regards to injuries, COVID, and the African nations. So, you know. If Arsenal travelled to Liverpool today to play this game tomorrow, I don't. I think it goes ahead. If they haven't travelled yet, 
um, which I don't know if they have or haven't. I think uh, we could be waiting on these results for early in the morning and then we'll find out. Chris, um, what's the chances? Um, no, I think he goes ahead because, you know, Arsenal fans have made themselves out to be a club of integrity who would never do a thing like this. So, you know, imagine falling that sword and they're not going against you. So I think that, I think it'll make it go ahead because of all the hoo-ha they made over it. Okay. Conroy? They'll try, they'll try and do it as a... Um, what could I put it? Uh, against the odds sort of thing. Because, mm. Conroy, that, that's that's what some people do think that the, the quote from um, Mikel Arteta about having a selection dilemma or headache is basically, and, and Chris said it to us before we come on, uh, like a, uh, he's, he's setting expectations here. You know, is he, it could it be a case of he's just making, he, these quotes will, will linger on beyond the full-time whistle and it'd be a case of, well, Arteta did say we were struggling and stuff like that, depending on the results, I suppose. Um, potentially, um, but also Kev makes a really good point uh, regarding if you look at like the players are away with Afcon and injuries as well. It, it's not like they're a million miles away from this being a possibility. So I, I'm kind of I'm kind of tending to agree with more with Kev. I feel like maybe about a thirty four percent chance this game could get called off. I think we'll find out in the morning. And I think you two mentioned before we came on, it's not exa- exactly if they're the other side of the world. You could get down to uh, Merseyside in a flight on the same day. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with more with Kev, to be honest. It's yeah, look, I think I think it goes ahead, mm-hmm. but it all depends if they get three or four, maybe five positive lateral flow tests tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, the thing is, the president has been set now with Leicester that yeah. they're get, that they've had a game called off with no positive COVID tests whatsoever. Their problem is pure injury in Afcon that they physically mm. don't have <clears throat> enough players. To put a squad out, and God knows how long that's going to last. Because looking at their injury problems, most of their injuries are long term. They're not going to be players. You know, they're not going to have players available for the next maybe week, ten days. So, I mean, at some point, the league and the bodies, the governing bodies, are going to have to put their foot down and say, "Look, these are going to be three points dropped, or play what you have." Well, you know, you're saying that, but. I'm of the opinion that if Arsenal are in the same situation in the morning that Liverpool were last Tuesday. Yeah, they've honest, got no choice. They've got no choice, and that's that's protocol. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised or upset, I suppose. I'd be upset that the game doesn't go ahead because I want to watch yeah. the football. But yeah. on on a, on a, on a, on this, if I get up tomorrow and I'm, I'm told, listen, the game is off, and this is the reason why I'm good with it, you know? Yeah. Because... No, I'll be raging, so I'll have this, to write a quiz. Well, yeah, well, you'll have to write a quiz, yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, like, for all the for all the, the, the moaning given out from Arsenal fans, and, and there's an Arsenal fan here tonight, Arsenal for life, and like, he gives his opinion, fair play to him, and yeah. I answer it and stuff like that. But for all the giving out from Arsenal over the last week, like, everything was followed as it was meant to be followed. And the, the likes of this, like, you know... um, Stories coming out saying, there could be an investigation. Never going to be a fucking investigation. How can they investigate themselves? They're involved in what, what went on last week with regards to lateral flow tests, yeah. PCRs, um, the timing <coughs> of them, when, when decisions were made. In, and Arsenal. Like, everyone was in on this. You know, the sort of yeah. way. And as soon as the line came out, independent lab also found, pos- found positives. You go, well, Job done because <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah. but, but, but look, for, for all the stuff that went on and you know we've we've seen some ridiculous fucking shouts about it. At the end of the day, people are getting most upset 
with the most transparent piece of this. Like, that's the most transparency we've seen from anything, over anything. And people are all upset about it. And sometimes you call for information because you want to make a balanced view. And sometimes too information, too much information, people just can't handle. They just can't, they can't compute um, all this information and go, oh, oh, they're telling us all this. Or they must be saying all this, they're covering their tracks, they're talking too much. Like, at the end of the day, <coughs> Liverpool went through a process um, with the EFL, with the, I presume the Premier League, the FA, Arsenal, wherever it might be, um, labs, whatever, and this was the decision it came to. And Klopp made a comment today saying, you know, uh, are people confused when I say stuff about um, false positives? What he was saying was that there's, there's time between the first, the second and the third. And in all that time, you can't use those players. So if it takes a yeah. day and then th- the third day and the fifth day, if you have two games in them five days, you can't play them players. Simple as that. You know, they can't so, go training either. They've got to sit their own. Exactly. So look, uh, at the end of the day, there's been way too much made of this. Um, and it, particularly yeah. when you look around other clubs and what's gone on and how that has just been like, ah, it's grand. But when it comes to Liverpool, it's like, fuck them out of the league. You know. Um, <laughs> Harry's you know. got a comment there. Um, Leicester played the kids in the cup games. So they, oh yeah. So, so they, are they not eligible for the league games now since they've made an appearance? No, Barry. That was one of the stipulations that uh, came in with the FA Cup third round. Those third round appearances wouldn't be held as a senior appearance for the purposes of the League Cup or the Premier League games so going forward. Are we at the stage, or have we, have we always been at the stage where under twenty threes or eighteens cannot be considered as part of the numbers? Unless they've already made a first-team appearance okay. in the season in the so far, in okay. the league or, you know, competition. So the ones that played in the early rounds of the League Cup for us, the ones who played in Europe, the ones who played any part in the Premier League or been in a match day squad for the Premier League would count. Yeah. But the ones but, that played in the third round wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, the kicker for that is some of the lads who played for us in the, the uh, Champions League they played because we got the job done early. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise there'd have been nowhere near the squad. There's yeah. a reason why, you know, Watman and that got, got a run out in the in um, the San Siro is because we'd already qualified and it was it was a nothing game for us. So it was just, oh, we threw some kids on for the last 20 minutes ago. Get your debut in Europe. What, what harm could it do? But then you sort of go, oh, you've got to play them in the Premier League now. You're like, well, not really because think- there's, re- there's a reason why they played. It's the sort of the context of when you played them. Yeah, I think um like I think over the two legs you're not going to see Liverpool's forced eleven and I don't think you're going to see Arsenal's forced eleven. Um which is a pity for this competition. But then again, you know, the EFL showed what they are a couple of seasons back when the when with the whole Liverpool Aston Villa the back. But you know I just want to see a game of football. That's all I want to see. And and I like genuinely if Arsenal go to Anfield tomorrow and win three one we're a so patched up side, fair play. You know, um, and I do, like, uh, Arsenal for Life says this competition means more to us than it does to Liverpool. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. Um, it does because it's Arsenal's last chance to win a trophy this season. And if they don't win it, the, ex- the, the, the pressure is heaped on Arteta for top four without a shadow of a doubt. And you can, you can try talk around it whatever way you want, but it's absolutely heaped on them. Conroy, um, Say for argument's sake, it gets called off tomorrow. Just, just as a, just as a, um, a little test here. What would you like to see done on this semi-final? Because I've heard calls of one-legged, you know, neutral ground job. 
Is that the way it's going to have to go? Potentially. Um, ideally, you'd want to, the two legs to replicate the other semi-final, which finished tonight with Chelsea and Spurs. But to be honest, we're running out of eight days in, yeah. in, in game spaces in the year and it really is an issue I, I could see that happening I feel like that would be a, a smart decision uh, just a neutral ground go for that and then just just play the game and then at least it can line up because uh, you might get some people saying well one team had to do two legs but I feel like the current circumstances with the fixtures and issues we've got is probably the only logical reason it's just a bit like what they've done with the um Oh, the league was it the league cup or they, they changed the FA Cup this at the weekend? They're obviously they changed to go straight to extra time now and penalties, so just like no replays. I feel like a similar thing could happen um, if the game gets hopefully it doesn't get cancelled tomorrow, though. Um, Duster says only when they stop testing healthy people with no symptoms will this stupidity stop. Um, with regards to COVID, um, there was one other there. Somebody asked, is the away leg uh, confirmed? Yeah, it's a confirmed for next Thursday. Um, we go to, the, we go, I keep calling to say the Etihad every time I speak here. <laughs> so. We go to the Emirates. Um, we go to the Emirates next Thursday. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's the plan. Um, in the second leg, but Conroy, you're dead right. We are running out, we are running out weeks and, and week, weekends and we, even mm-hmm. the weekend. You know, it would actually take... Well, Arsenal are out of the FA Cup, so that frees them up. It would actually take Liverpool to probably go out of the FA Cup at home to Cardiff to free up a weekend somewhere. And that's where you probably end up having to play. Um, that's you still got to play the Leeds fixture as well. Well, we still have, well, of course, we still have the Leeds fixture and Champions League is bearing down on us quick. And once it goes into Champions League, forget it. Because you just don't find it any weeks. Is there, is there an uh, international break up soon as well? March. Yeah, so- March. Is this over at the end of Jan? Because there's no Prem fixtures last last weekend in Jan, or is that a that'll be an FA Cup weekend? weekend? That'll be the fourth round of the, fourth cup, round the FA Cup. I thought for, oh, I thought no. it was a weekend after. Yeah, so did I. I think it's between the fourth and the seventh of February. Yeah, well, it's like a, I think there's a weird day. I, th- I think there's a, we- a weekend where we haven't got a game. Oh. Was there something that the well, I don't um, know if there's something else? I feel like something the, else on but the Asian players find. and the and the South American players are playing That's what it is. something in that friendlies in Europe or something. Oh, okay. This so is when Klopp, Klopp had his um, small competition sarcasm, which people jumped on. He then said, oh, of course, I'm not allowed to go and play in Brazil for a game. Yeah. So what happens there? Like, say for argument's sake, Liverpool have to play Leeds, and Liverpool have, you know, many internationals gone away that weekend. They go, oh, well, this weekend fits. Would Liverpool have to play? I'd assume they'd say no, because they say it's it's yeah. a... Oh, it's a designated... Well, it's a designated friendly, because yeah. it's not... It's, okay. You planned it, so... Yeah, it's not just something they're making up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Macker says, this is the force I've heard of, it might be called off, hope not bringing my lad over to see it. Macker, I hope it's not, for your, case, for yeah, your we, sake. And, we'll, and loads of people that I, um, will be heading over from Ireland and other areas to go and watch it. The, Macker, the only thing that's come out is that... Um, I think maybe in his press conference or maybe yeah. talking to the written press after his press conference earlier, Mikel Arteta said he could not guarantee that Arsenal would be able to fulfil the fixture. He has a... I have the quote here. I'll find it for you. Um, but he's basically saying that with a mixture of COVID injuries and African nations, they're, they're facing a selection dilemma. I'll find the exact quote for you there just to make sure um, that I'm not talking down my arse, to be honest with you. Um let me see. Oh, here it is. It says, Mikel Arteta admits there is no guarantee Arsenal will be able to play the League Cup semi-final against Liverpool on Thursday as Arsenal are currently facing a selection crisis with a number of players injured on AFCON duty or having tested positive for COVID. So, 
every player gets tested in the morning, don't they? So you're going to have to see. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to see what goes on there. So looking at the game itself, let's presume it goes ahead. Macro, I hope it does go ahead for you and others that might be heading to um, the game tomorrow night. But looking forward to it. Kev, we play at the weekend. We play, I kept saying Crystal Palace earlier for some reason. Yeah, we play Brentford at the weekend. Brentford at the so, weekend, Sunday. Yeah. Um, so like we play Thursday, we Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is it a dilemma for Liverpool? Because you have got players that miss some football because we didn't have a game last Thursday against Arsenal. You know, we played the FA Cup and only so many of them played. Is it a dilemma for Klopp where he looks and goes, I might have to go a bit stronger here just to get minutes in the legs? Or does he just go with, you know, a second tier or a mix and just go, listen, whatever happens, happens. We need to be at our strongest come Sunday. I think it's I think it's a hard decision for him, Kev. I think he's got to go as strong as possible without being reckless with any players who are coming back from injury. But I would play as many players that he plans to play against Brentford as possible and then use the five subs to rest who he needs to rest in the game, irrespective of what position we are in in the game. I don't want to say I couldn't care less about the League Cup, but the League Cup is a distant secondary importance to the Premier League, as far as I'm concerned. And as much as I like the League Cup, it's a very, very distant second to Brentford on Sunday. To me, that's the priority. That's the most important game. There's a lot of players there that need minutes in the legs. And they, you, especially with the front three that we're going to be lining up tomorrow, they haven't played together. They won't have ever played together apart from the odd training session here and there. They're going to need to build some kind of rapport in tomorrow night's game to carry on for the next for the rest of this month. So the longer, the more minutes they get together, the better. The more minutes that Virgil and Kanate or Matip, whichever one he decides to go with, gets, the better. The midfield needs to settle down and start you know, playing properly and start dominating games again. And the only way to do that is on the pitch. Now, I would go fairly strong tomorrow, and I wouldn't mind that, say, 60, 70 minutes, you you see, you start seeing the subs rolling then. But I wouldn't be using tomorrow night's game and playing three or four players from the youth academy because there's no need, there's no point. you got the Brentford game, you got another game the following Thursday, and then... That's it. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's like three games in seven days. Yeah. These players are used to that, and they need to get that mentality back. You know, we we've not been in good form of late, so we need to get back on the horse. And tomorrow night's as good a night as any, especially against an Arsenal side that have, everyone is going to want to see us thump. Mm. You know, who who's everyone? Everyone of us. Oh, okay. I want to see. I couldn't give a shit what anyone else wants. I, I would love to be Arsenal tomorrow and give them a right spanking, but at the same time, it's a it's a means to an end tomorrow night for me. It, it's all about the players getting minutes and and getting back a match sharpness. It's not about the League Cup for me. Yeah, Laura Duffy says uh, the final of the League Cup is on February 27th. Champions League is back on February the 16th. FA Cup is February the 6th and the 7th. I would think the last week of Jam would be the last chance to play this. But Barry Devney says the Premier League winter break is from the 23rd of January to the 7th of Feb. Obviously allowing for those. Um, obviously allowing for those uh, international Money spinning friendlies. Yeah, but I think, I think, 
I don't think it's up until the seventh because I think I think from Friday the fourth to Monday the seventh is when Liverpool can play Cardiff. It hasn't been announced today, I don't think. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, Conroy, there's five subs in this. I think that's important. I think that's important. Does Klopp nearly forget that this is a semi-final? And I don't mean that to be disparaging to the cup. But what I mean by that is, does he look at it and go, I'm going to put out this 11, and I have these five in my head that I want to bring on at this point in the game to have them, to make sure that, you know, out of these 16 that I use, all of them have got minutes, all of them are fresh, and all of them are primed and ready to go for the Premier League game on Sunday because that's where our bread and butter is the Premier League is it a case of Klopp literally just writing off the facts of the semi-final and just having a plan in his head to get players back up to speed and back to a level that they want to be at because Sunday's a huge game every league game is huge now massive Um, I think he probably has a plan in his head but I'm kind of for me, it's the semi-final. Like I don't care if it's the Milk Cup or the, the like, Carlin Cup Champions League. It's a semi-final now, and I feel like we definitely need to look at it that way, especially what's happened of later form. I don't think we can afford to just kind of go in and minute plan this game when we're going. To, obviously, you have a plan in his head that he's going to do, but for me, football doesn't work out like that. And I understand it, it'd be ideal to get players' minutes in the game, but at the same time, I, I, I think it's very difficult to tell players going into a semi-final with maybe one, two games off a chance to go to Wembley and play in a, a final to say, right, view it as a, a exercise to get minutes back in your legs. For me, I think it will be taken... Well, I, I hope it's taken seriously with that level. And in an ideal world, maybe we're 2-0 up with 20 minutes to go and you, or half an hour to go and you make the changes, but football doesn't always work out like that. And I, I do think there'll be a lot of tension in tomorrow's game because I feel like there's definitely been blood, uh, is, what's the word? I, I was going to say blood risen, but that's maybe the wrong word, in the last couple of weeks because of numerous things that have happened. So I do think it'll be quite it's a tasty spoiled, affair. It's spoiled. Yeah, but no, I, I think there'll be a lot of like animosity and actually from the, the, in the players' side as well. I think there'll be a bit of tension <coughs> in the crowd and, and on the players. So... I feel like I, I really feel like that will be the case, and and possibly you might be able to plan it that way. But I, 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 it doesn't always work out like that. That's all I'm saying. No, it doesn't work out like that because you're right. Twenty five minutes in, we could have an injury, we could have a sending off, we could have you know anything could happen. Um, yeah. Chris, what way do you think he go? What way do you think he goes? Without naming a team, what 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 yeah. way do you think he looks at this? Because I, like, I know it's the league cup, but but still, like for me, I'll tell you how I feel about it. <coughs> the next team to make a mistake between Man City and Liverpool is huge in the league. Man City make the next one. Liverpool are back in it. Liverpool make the next one. It's game over. Klopp has to be looking at that. Regardless of what this is tomorrow night, and I get where Conor is coming from, but Klopp has to be looking at that. Yeah, he does. Um, I sort of, between the two of you, is in, I think you do try and forget it's a League Cup semi-final in the sense of you look at the team you're playing and... This isn't the Arsenal. This isn't Chelsea or City we're playing. You know, this is an Arsenal that we've already beaten four nil, and even then we didn't play off strongest eleven. I think you you look for an eleven. You go, is that eleven good enough to beat them? And I think there'll be a bit a couple of mix of match players, and they'll have to be because I don't think everyone's going to be fit. So you know, like I said, I I'll be surprised if Allison starts. To be honest, and yeah, so would I. You know, uh, not you know, because I think he'll start at the weekend because he's only just come back. F- to training and they're always a bit careful with Allison 
there where they need to be. And also, we've got an able deputy there. You probably won't see Trent start because he's only just come out to training. But most of the oppositions, I think you'll see first team players. Maybe not, you know, if people say they're first ever. I think you'll see close to first team players. But I agree with Kev. I think you've got to get an hour out what you think the main front three is going to be for the weekend because they've got to get some sort of minutes in them and get some sort of game with them. I mean, the Origi injury, it's typical of Origi. Uh, this is his opportunity to get a game and he's fucking injured again. You know, it's... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's the frustration with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Avo says 25 minutes in and the ref could blow the full time whistle. Um, it's That's a thing, true. Do you guys think um, there's much choice though tomorrow with the actual options we have? I think like, it's, yeah. in, my, in my head, I've kind of decided Trent's not playing and possibly yeah. Keller. I think, come it's hard to walk out, I think it's hard to walk out as to who's available. Because, like, if you take it from the weekend, and I want. Uh, we do this, but I want to go, I want to come back to Kev with, with who's available for Arsenal before we go into Liverpool. But if you look at the weekend, right? Yeah, Allison is back in training and Trent is back in training. So there, there you have two, right? May may not start because they're running back yesterday or today. We're not we're not one hundred percent sure. Um, I think it was today, right? Van Dijk is available. Kanate is available. Simakas is available. Robertson is available. We don't know when Gomez. We don't know on Matip. Okay, we do know Matip. Matip was on the bench, wasn't it, the weekend? Oh, was he on the bench? Yes, yes, yeah, he was on the bench. So he didn't play. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. You're right. And then when you go into midfield, you know, you've seen the midfield they put out the weekend. Who was on the bench? Who, who could have been actually one of the positives, a proper positive last Thursday? Is he available? You know, sort of way. So it's hard to walk out. You, you have to take this into mind as well. So it's like minutes and legs, getting players fresh, and then actually picking who's available. You know, and then you, not only that, you go, he's not available now, but he will be available on Sunday, but he won't play tomorrow. So what do we do come Sunday? It's it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Um, but we try to pick a team for Liverpool in a little bit, but it, some of the decisions are going to be made for him, regardless of what we, me and yeah. you say, I think. Kev, on the Arsenal side, you know, they get, they get beaten by Forrest at the weekend in, in the Cup, right? And I seen the lineup, and I went, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be weaker here on the, in this lineup, and it's the cup, and that's what you expect. But it seems yeah. to be more of a case of they that's went they what they could go with. Kev, like, what was. are we looking? What are we looking at names wise? Um, and if anyone else wants to chime in on who who's not available for Arsenal, yeah. But as of now, who's not available for Arsenal tomorrow? As of now, you be. I think this will be their eleven, um, depending on their on. What happens with a couple of players? I think he'll go with Ramsdale and go. Mm-hmm. If Tamayasu is past fit, he'll play. Mm-hmm. But there's a good chance he he misses out. Um, Sorry, just before you go on, do Arsenal have a big game at the weekend? Spurs. Spurs. Spurs, yeah. Okay, away. Right. Yeah. They have Ben White, Gabriel, and probably... Um, Tierney. Or no, Tierney. Tierney got... Did go off it or did he come on? I can't remember if he came on. Came on. There's, no, there's no way they're playing Tavares again after last time because that yeah, was a mistake who, last time. They played Tierney. Tierney. 
They'll play Lakonga's the only fit centre mid they have unless Granite Jacker comes fit. Um then you're looking at probably a four three three. So it'd be Lakonga holding with Smith Rowe and Odegaard as your other two centre mids. You'd have Martinelli on the left wing, Sack on the right wing, and Lacazette up front. Okay. That's a B. strong eleven. That's says, a strong eleven. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. That's assuming that Tomiyasu is fit, okay. and that's assuming that Granite Jacker isn't past fit. I mean, they're both going to be late decisions for them. Okay, so Bonkers says Partey, El Neni, Aubameyang at the Afcon. Fair yeah. enough. Emil Smith Rowe has a toy strain. He did it versus Nottingham Forest. Is Kieran? Yeah, but is it's. It- he could be, he could, it depends on the severity of it. And Gabriel is back from the suspension he picked up for that red. Yeah. Um, Leno and goal for Arsenal. <coughs> um, I mean, they've got class match back, so you know, that, that's, a, that's a win. Uh, can, can I just, just add one potential? It might not happen, it probably won't happen, but um, they, they usually been playing a 4-2-3-1 as of late and the press has been pretty good to be honest if you watch the Man yeah. City game they've been quite intelligent pressing mm. it I mean, obviously especially Martinelli and Odegaard sat on Rodri a lot so to maybe stick with that the, the way the formation they've been playing yep. in that shape they may They're play prob- uh, is it P- Patino Kev is it Charlie Patino he played at the weekend yeah. is that, they, a kind they, of pivot yeah, the only problem that's the only problem they'd have is who would they trust in that second holding mid Unless it, they yeah. went to a back three, or if they ben played the, they other, the other, yeah, because they've been white in there and six he, did, he did do it for Brighton. That was, Brighton for a while kept playing Ben White since yeah. mid. But then, but then, mid. but then, what day did he play Spurs? Sunday, Sunday four. I think it's a four thirty game. Okay. Yes, yeah, the uh, so, it's the main game. So they're so they're in the same boat as us, but they've yeah. a much yeah, bigger yeah. game because that's a huge game in the race for top four. That's a huge yeah. game, you know. Um, it is after Spurs tonight. Yeah, Gabriel comes losing. back. Yus is asking, is Jacka still suspended? suspended? No, Jacka. Jacka. No, was co- COVID, was injured, wasn't it? It was COVID. Yeah, it was Gabriel who, COVID, who was yeah. suspended, but he's back now. Okay. Yeah. Pepe is also at the Afcon says Beijing. Yeah, I yeah. was only reading. Doesn't play. Doesn't says. play anyway. I know. I know you're going to say. He's, he's, still, he's still an option. Um, uh, yeah, the commentator, the commentator said he was yeah. missing versus Forest because of a toy strain. Jacka had COVID for the FA Cup game, so yeah, we don't know. Jacka. Jack had got an injury in November and they never really got back right. And then okay. he had the COVID issue. So it's just, it depends. I think Arteta was saying today, it depends on his re- test results that come back. Mm-hmm. That they were waiting on results for him maybe today or tomorrow. We don't know. Going okay. every which way you look at it, their 11 that they put out isn't going to be their ideal 11. It's yeah. not going to be their ideal no. shape. Okay. No but matter which way from- they dress it up. It is, well, it's not going to be for us either. Well, Olivier yeah. says Arteta desperately needs a result at the weekend. Um, I agree. He might yeah. sacrifice the first leg, hoping the damage is not fatal for the second leg, which is a good point. And I think mm. I think both sides will look, look at it a bit like that because Liverpool won't have any fear in going to the Emirates to play Arsenal in a, in no. a second leg, even if it's 2-1 to Arsenal or 3-2 to Arsenal or 2-all or Liverpool have a slight lead because I think what you're actually going to end up with is I think you're going to end up with about a level of these teams tomorrow night that are similar. And what I mean by that is the player, the amount of players you're missing on both sides that you would expect to start in a semi-final or a league game would be roughly the same, I think. Um, and then when it comes to next week, it'll be a case of Roy Hughes back and fling them all at it. 
you know, the sort of way. But again, I think we can go. I go, I go the opposite. I think we can wrap this game up tomorrow night. You you could do, but I honestly think we can. So tell me this, got, and, and this we've is got me, to be a mentality, right? Though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's not only that. Like it's not like you're just planning for this game and this weekend. You know, you have to remember we play next Thursday again. You know, never got so, Palace away. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So we have we be away on the Thursday night to. Um, Arsenal and we're away to Palace on the um, on the Sunday. Similar to this because we're we're it's it's actually the exact same. We're home tomorrow and home on Sunday at two o'clock, and we're away next Thursday and away on the Sunday at two o'clock. So yeah. it's the exact same stuff. Arsenal, of course, have got spores, and I think they've a couple of big games. They've a couple of big games um, coming up. I, I remember <coughs> reading over the last couple of days. But they've, not got, they've not got Chelsea sooner. I'm sure they've got oh, yeah, Chelsea I, I'll, I'll have a look now for you and just have a look because I, I do remember when, when this was called off last week, um, one, of their, one of their complaints was that they they had games that were going to be squashed in together now and they weren't... We've got, Bur- we got Burnley after the second leg. Yeah, they've got Burnley. Burnley. But, Burn- oh, sorry, Burnley che- the Chelsea away game on the 12th of February is being cancelled. Um, that's a weird one. I don't know why that's. Mm. I think I'm getting mixed up. I think I mean it was City then Spurs they had. I think that was the two big games they had, and that was to be in Sunday. So, um, but look, both clubs are in the same boat, and I suppose it's a case of who can we more for Arsenal. It's going to be who can we play because who are we missing, and Liverpool who can we risk because he was coming back and looking ahead to the weekend as well. But that's not a bad side for Arsenal. But if Liverpool, no, were, if Liverpool were to go strong against that, you'd worry about them, I think, at the back, and you'd worry about them um, certainly in midfield. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I think, do you know something? I think it's going to be a cracking game. I think it's going to be very, yeah, very I'm open. Looking forward to it. Um, we just hit over 100 likes, so try to get to 200 before we finish. We have about 30 minutes or so left. So if you want to hit the like button, go ahead and um, go ahead and have a go. Right. Um, Liverpool side, I think if. Fair play to either any U3 if you pick me the proper, the right Liverpool side. <laughs> so I give us all a go to pick a side. Um, Conroy, I'll go with you first and let me know what you think will be the Liverpool side. Sorry, Gav. Can you come, come back to me in two seconds? I've got I've got a dog who's jumped in the room trying to get out. No problem. Oh, you're being a dog. dog. No, it's, it's, it's fine. He's away. He's away. He's away. He's got, he couldn't get oh, out. Did he find the cat? No, no, no. Uh, no, I've got no, I've got no. They get on. It's, they're actually get on quite well. It's my dad's dog. It's a Boston Terrier. He's, he's got out of the room. It's fine. Um, so my team, um, <laughs> Liverpool team, is um, uh, I'll go for Kelleher. Kelleher yeah. will play. Um, is have I forgot? Have I missed something? Is is Nico Williams injured or got anything? Is there anything you guys are aware of? Because I couldn't, we I couldn't, I couldn't see anything with Nico. So if Nico's available to play, I think it'd be him. Failing yeah. that, uh, I think it will be Trent. Mm-hmm. My centre backs think Matip VVD, and then left back is a hard oh, you're going, one. You're actually, going, you're going Matip. Matip, yeah, Matip VVD, okay. um, and left back. I'll go for Shemakas. Okay, that was hers. Yeah, and then um, my, my midfield three, I think, will be Henderson, Fabinho, and Jones. Henderson, Fabinho, Jones. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And as I say, I, th- I think the front three picks itself um, for availability. I don't think you play K Gordon tomorrow. So for me, I think it's Jota, Firmino and Minamino. Uh, probably Jota off the right, k- kind of moving what he done against Leicester when he came on. 
I would give a shout out to Dixon Bonner and Morton. Obviously, they were very, very. Impre- I was impressed with both of them in the FA Cup tie, but I think that'll be the, the midfield three. Okay. And sorry, you have Minamino, Firmino, and Jota. Yeah. Okay. So that's a strong side. That's a strong side. Um. I don't know. Front three wise, I think you have to be that strong. Like, can you see? I, oh, I don't think you can play K Gordon tomorrow. Like, I think you still have to give the game. He's been really impressive, but I still think you have to. Okay. Need a front three that's going to lay a glove on him, and maybe K Gordon could. Don't get me wrong, but I just think it's maybe too much of a risk. Okay. It's not a bad. Been side. Very impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad side. Um, I think with Jones at the play in the FA Cup, um, probably gets another run to give him and um, get the run in his preferred position. Henderson's starting to worry me a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. He's worrying me a little bit. But that's a good combination of Fabinho Henderson there to, to let Jones do the business. Um, the back four, yeah, I suppose the only thing I would say is, yeah, he might do that and then go Canate at the weekend um, against Brentford. I think um, he starts Canate because Klopp likes a redemption story and Van Dijk and Matip were shite against um, Brentford. Mm-hmm. They couldn't head up. They couldn't head a ball, yeah. you know. And they were they were at fault for quite a few of the, of the goals because they couldn't head a ball. So, I think he want to start Van Dijk Matip against Brentford to give them a, a little bit of a redemption story. Okay. He's, he's done that with a few players in the past. So, so Chris, I think can ask him. Right. Well, I go to you then. Uh, looking at that side, is there anything you change? Uh, I think Canati and for Matip. Uh, I think Robbo might get another run out because he's only played. I know he got a knock in the F Cup, but he's only played one game in for three and a half weeks. I know he's training, but. And then I think that's it. I think the only thing we might see is I don't think it'd be a front three. It won't surprise we play as a like Jota and Minamino as a two until Firmino's drop almost like a number ten. Just okay. to invert it a little bit, just to give them something to guess about and also to flood the midfield. Okay. So they're probably the only two changes I'd pro- I'd probably make. So something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. Okay, so um that's a bit diamondy, but Mm. Liverpool can be Liverpool can just move one of them out left and one of them out right if they need to yeah, anyway. yeah. and um, Firmino will probably stay up top <coughs> and Jota and Minamino can go wide it's no issue there um, Kev yeah I've got the same back four and Kelleher Fabinho Henderson and Ox okay. okay I don't think Minamino plays I think Jones plays wide left and Bobby through the middle and Jota right so you don't, think Minamino, Minamino, you don't think Minamino plays nope Okay. I think that'd be harsh in that. It might be, but I just think Curtis will. I think I, Curtis offers him more more options, more physicality, and more flexibility to drop into midfield if needed, to push wide if he wants to, and hmm. I think Did Ox he, in that free role that Thiago plays is. I think I like him on the left hand side. To be honest, coming in his right, and he likes playing against Arsenal. Yeah, the only thing with Minamino is he scored in every round. I think I think if he scores the next round, doesn't he set a record? It, it just seems to be a competition that he seems to have yeah. a bit of a flight for. I think it'd be a, a, an option off the bench if you wanted to take off whoever. If you wanted to take Joss off for a rest, you know, on the hour or something, it's an option. But I, I look, I like Jones um, further up. I watched him play for England under twenty ones at the Euros last year when he played wide right, and he did really well. He was very he good against well. Portugal. He did well in um, when he came back from injury against uh, Milan at home. Yeah. When we got ourselves 3-2 up, he was very mature, wide, uh, playing the wide left role, just keeping the ball. So he can play it. 
you know, yeah. I, I agree look, with Gavlo. I think he's better position still centre mid. I think so in the long term, but <coughs> as for the minute, I think what Conroy was saying about the four four two with a diamond, you can still do that with Jones with Ox playing at the tip of a diamond and Jones dropping back into a central midfield three. Yeah, yeah. With Jota and Firmino up front, you can do that. Or you you know, there's so many different variations you can do with Jones in the lineup that it just gives you options. I think Robertson definitely plays because I don't know if he's available for the weekend. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. is he? Yeah, yeah. So I, he's, he's, the last game with Bam was um, Chelsea. Was it Chelsea, was it? Yeah, oh, and right, he, played, okay. he, played, he played in the FA Cup, so he, he is available. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go Alisson goal. I think Trent plays. I think Canate, Van Dijk, Robertson. Uh, Fabinho, Jones, Henderson, Minamino left, Firmino up top and Ox down the right. I don't know. I don't think he, he risks um, Jota. I think he has to give Firmino time because he's been coming back. But you have to remember what Jota stands for for Liverpool over the next month. And yeah. if he's going to miss a game, I think this might be it. And I could be wrong. He could go out and go, no, I'm, I'm fucking everything I have at him. And like Kev said, just try go two, three, four goals, which I don't think Liverpool will. Um, score two, three, four goals. I think it'd be a lot higher um, going into the second leg than um, some people might think. I just think you have to wrap, wrap Jota up in cotton wool, and you play him when you absolutely need him in in this for this next three weeks or so. Anyway, you have to play for Mino. Um, Minamino scored in every round, as I said, and Ox Ox needs to get playing. The only other option he could do, he could actually do Ox instead of. Um, Henderson in the midfield if he wanted and put Kay Gordon in but we'd have to wait and see but for me um, I, I just I'm not I know, it's, I know it's a semi-final I know it's a semi-final but like, could you imagine losing Jota tomorrow and saying he's out for the next three or four league games you'd fucking pull your hair out no, but he, he did bring him on against Leicester though Gav when we were chasing it so he obviously and he knew they were going away at AFCON so he's still he's still willing to roll down. the dice you know what I mean Taking so give Jota an hour, he he is. The I could see him doing similar to what he done in the last round, where he brings Jota on at half time or brings him on in sixty. Yeah, because you have five subs, so you know. I think he's going to try. He could probably mix it up a bit more and even go Martin or something. Um, but I think what he's trying to. I think he's definitely looking for fifteen players that are going to play and be involved against Brentford, getting minutes tomorrow night. What way he does it, I think. Um, I'm not too sure, but it still means you're going to need five or six mixed in with all them to make that happen. And I think that's where it might come from. I mean, every which way you look at it, any of those lineups, any of those four lineups are good enough to get a result. Yeah. So it's just a case of coming through the, through the match unscathed. And but as long as we play, we don't play like Leicester. That was the problem. Like, yeah. But I, because the Leicester, the Leicester away game, it was, oh, Leicester missing this, Leicester missing that. They had less yeah. rest than us. And. The mindset for that game reminded me of a game years ago against Swansea when we yeah. felt we went there we went and it wasn't just Swansea, but it was games like that we felt entitled to win because we were Liverpool. And that's what it felt like with the Leicester game. It and was, that's what we haven't done in a long just time. Wrote, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. what if it, it felt so alien, it felt weird watching it because yeah. you could it just wasn't right. And they can't allow that to. They have. They had to nip that in the bud straight away. 
And uh, that's why I, I hope that tomorrow night we just see a performance. If we see a performance, we win handy. Okay. Macker gets to go and watch a great game. Yeah, yeah hopefully he does. Um, look, taking everything into consideration um, and the lineups you think may happen. Conroy, what way do you see the game going? Put my score prediction or just yeah, score prediction and, and in general because like Arsenal <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, Arsenal are approaching this as we have the second leg at home. Now I know away goals don't count, but you know they have to. You have to take their approach into consideration as well. Yeah, especially we don't have a great record at Emirates as well. That's something I don't just mention that as well. Like last season was I normally going there and winning with ease. Usually we play well and never win. It's actually infuriates me because we played against some very poor, poor Arsenal teams and we've never really taking up with the sword at the Emirates. But I, I do think the way tomorrow, especially Arsenal's record, I think I think what you said being tight, I, I kind of agree with that because I feel like it is a narrative that if they're playing a weaker team and we've got a few strong players, we'll smash them. But I, I do think tactically Arteta might look at that and not go with the 4-2-3-1, as we'd said, Kevin, might look at a way just to kind of nullify us possibly free, playing a free at the back or something like that, something similar, um, and then rely on their counter-attack however like if they don't have Smith Rowe I think that's a big miss because he's been superb for them and unlike the Leicester game Leicester had so much pace up front and it was like our young and experienced maybe players as soon as they made one mistake bang they were in I don't see it being like that I could see it being quite cagey but I do think we'll have enough so for me I think we'll win 2-0 tomorrow Okay, Dylan O'Rourke is just back from the Astro he said what did I miss nothing fuck off we haven't done that (laughs) 50 minutes here just looking at each other um, but I have we have DM'd you an email with regards to something Dylan so if you can take a look at them and get back to us it would be great um, Chris what way do you see it going? Uh, well two quickly seems to flash up on Twitter say the Klopp's hinted Alisson might start so shows the fuck up, shows what the fuck we know well I <laughs> so had Alisson in between yeah, I meant the other three. Yeah, the three of us didn't. Kelleher must be getting annoyed, though. This is, I've got to just leave a comment on that. That would be a champ, two Champions League games he's not played him in. He plays well in the last game um, in the FA Cup and always good when he comes in. And it seems like, yeah, just that, that must be annoying. That's a, another League Cup game. Another game Enjoy. that you'd think he'd be getting he doesn't get. Yeah, but it's all about rhythm two. for players. I know, Gav, but I think Kelleher looked to leave soon, especially with the form. I know you mentioned the other night yeah, in the show of, uh, um, what's the Irish goalkeeper I say? Is it Bazunu? Or, um, Bazunu, yeah. yeah. Mm, superb. And, and literally, Kelleher's thinking, well, I'm not even getting rubber mark games that are like a Champions League away to Milan that I can, you know, it's great for my, my, my career. So I could see him look to leave soon, actually, if, especially that would be another reason tomorrow. That, that would, and if you're in his position, that must be annoying. I understand Allison's like is one of the best keepers in the world, no doubt, but there is certain games you'd expect to play, and tomorrow I think would be one of them. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on any of that, um, but I, I'm just, I, you have to plan for Brentford, and I think part of this game is going to be used as a plan for Brentford, and what I mean by that is, I'm, it's, not a, it's not a reflection of Keller's ability, it's a case of get Allison in and get him a game in before we go away and we play Brentford. You know, sort of way because he was brilliant against Chelsea, brilliant yeah. against Chelsea. Like, yeah. um, and he's played that, and he's played the FA Cup. But I, I agree with you. I think it's, I think, I think this summer could be a, a big summer for Kelleher as to what he. Because with his feet as well, Gav, he's shown how good he is, especially against Chelsea, and that his competency on the ball has improved so much as well. So for teams who want to start from the back, I think he'd be a very good signing. So I could see that. Yeah, um, I, I absolutely agree with you, but. Uh, uh, Look, I, I'm not bothered which one plays. Um, you know, 
I'm confident enough. I'm confident in both of them. So I'm I'm a bit neutral on that. I just think with a game in what seventy two hours, I think Allison gets the nod. Um, Kev, how do you see it going? I think it'll be tight for twenty minutes, half an hour. Um, look, let's not kid ourselves. Boris game aside. Arsenal up front have been pretty good ever since they ditched Aubameyang. Yeah, I take Saka Lack- tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Saka and Martinelli are really good. Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, very good going forward. I don't know. I don't. I think they'll struggle going the other way. Uh, I think you can catch them on the turn. Lukonga is just, he's just not it. You know, he he's miles off of what what's required at this level. Um, they're decent enough at the back, but Tommy Asso is still really impressed with. I think he's a very, very good acquisition for them. He's he's been for me one of the signings of the season. Um, I think yeah, I think it'll be tight for half an hour, and then hopefully we get a grip on the game. You know, just get through the first half hour without conceding, without any silly mistakes, getting the ball, dominating the ball. I'm looking forward to actually seeing Bobby and Jota play together. You know, because I think their link-up play could be really, really good and really important. Bobby needs the minutes. You know, it was nice to see him off the bench the other night, but he's coming back off an injury as well. So they're not going to want to take too many risks with him. Um, But anything that... What was it someone called him? Um, Lego head? um, Arteta. Anything that sees him at the end of the game shouting and screaming and bawling at fourth officials and I'm happy. 3-0 will do me nicely. Okay. Sam Tandy says Klopp uh, said this competition is Kelleher's but Alisson may play due to the situation we're in. Players needing minutes, etc. And Marcus Barnes with Super Chat says Conroy, Klopp hinted at starting Alisson due to him being out with COVID and needs rhythm. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's well, a that's, that's fair enough, but, yeah, but they are, mo- they are mounting point. up though. If you're saying it's Kelleher's tournament, they're mounting up and if I'm just looking at it from Kelleher's point of view, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised as, as what you said, Gav, because that's a few times now. Yeah, but I, I get that. But let's be honest, contracts are just to protect your asset. Um, I and don't I think like this he's getting quite a good reputation. Yeah, I don't we'll think see, this summer we'll is going to be the one for Kelleher. I think the next next summer, yeah. the next summer. Well, Alison signed the deal as well. <clears throat> you know, but but Keller will be signing a deal like anyone saying, right, where am I going? You know, if I sign a five-year deal, what's happening over the next year, two years? He'd want to know that, you know, and especially when you have Alisson in front it, of you. So, you might have a case where, um, not next season, but the season after, Pataluga takes over as number two and Keller goes out and loan. He could do. You well, know, I, I still think Keller... I think he'd want to be a number one eventually somewhere. I think he has um, a massive chance of being a number one at Liverpool when, when Alisson goes. Yeah, if it's a case that we let him go with a buyback option yeah. at a, a, a nominal buyback, so whoever so you say you sell him for twenty million yeah. and you buy him back at twenty seven, yeah, you know what I mean. And when Allison goes, there's your tailor made replacement who's got two years, two or three years Premier League experience at whatever club he decides to go to. And I think he's we just- still benefit long term for it that's a good point Kev I think I think he just I think he's just the, the trajectory he's on is just perfect you know he's not being over he's not being overblown he's not being like completely ignored it's just a lovely trajectory he's on and he, he looks he, he just looks like a prototype of what Alisson does he's not the same build he's not the same doesn't look like Alan like him but the way he tries to play the game with Liverpool is like a prototype of Alisson and, that, and that can, that's only be, for me it's because he spent he hasn't been long there he spent Three years now with Alison. 
Um, boy, so yeah, I, one I, of the most improved players I've seen. Like that game against Arsenal, five-five, he was terrible. Him and yeah. Emi Martinez were both shocking. Yeah, and then literally the space of six months later, everyone's like, "Listen, mm. this is when Adrian was ahead of him." Maybe not everyone's expectations, but no one thought Kelleher was good enough. He comes on, I think, against Ajax. Is it Ajax? Possibly. Yeah. He starts that game. His feet are amazing. You can tell he'd worked on that. What a, what an improvement, honestly. Uh, ironically, mm. similar to Emi Martinez because Emi Martinez was very poor in that game as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we win three one. By the way, three one um, from Chris. Kev, you had. I had three nil. I just wanted to say something. Actually, I mean, you look at Bazunu and Kelleher. In the next five years, it's conceivable that Ireland has two absolute world class goalkeepers. Yep. I honestly think Bazunu is top, top tier. He's going to be a top tier goalkeeper. He will be number one at Man City. Or he will be a number one at a top club somewhere down the line. He's I think, very, he's, very a, I think he's a model for a boy back. Yeah. That's all right. And him and Kelleher will be fighting it out for the Ireland shirt for the next decade, mm. 15 years. Yeah. I can't see anyone coming close to them. And it's a, it's a shame we don't have that luxury with a, with a striker. Yeah, you know, it would be lo- it would yeah. be lovely to have that that luxury if, if you had that argument over a forward. But at the end of the day, to have uh, the potential of world class players that you know are coming, it's something that bodes well for the future. And I'm delighted for Keller. I, I want nothing more than for him to be number one at Liverpool for a long, long time. But I think there's going to have to be some manoeuvring to get him there. Yeah, and look, it's it's one of those where. Um, for me, like someone said there earlier, and it's a good point. Most teams have really good, really, really good backup goalkeepers. We should be the same. And I suppose that's a good way of looking at it, you know. Um, even, even because he's so good, we shouldn't be just looking to, to get rid of him. Um, but I think, I think the biggest thing in his career has been the fact that he hasn't been loaned, but he, he might get to a stage where he's not that he's learned everything he can, but he's completed the Allison course, if you know what I mean. And yeah. now he has to, the only thing that he's missing is actual. Um, and game experience, and, and game, yeah, pressure, and, and yeah, pressure. and that's and that's where he goes away and does that. And listen, he's he's still very very young. You know what age is Quivian Keller? I think he's twenty one two something like right. that. Okay, so he could easily stay at Liverpool for another year, go away on loan. You know, um, go on a two year loan somewhere, and come back in three years for three years time. Allison probably wants a different challenge, and he walks straight in. He's Liverpool's number one goalkeeper. That could happen, absolutely. So mm-hmm. I think. I'd love to see him stay because I think uh, he's twenty three. Yeah, I think he, he's twenty three. Yeah, yeah, but he still has yeah. fifteen years left in the. You know what I mean? Uh, in terms of goalkeeper, that's like that's like an eighteen year old. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think, I think, I think they are looking at him as the next number one. Just the way they've kept him and the way they've they've looked at, um, to nurture him and stuff like that. I I, I genuinely believe that they're doing that. But then again, could be wrong. Alice could walk out the door in a year's time and. We could sign someone for forty million, and Keller's still sitting there. But that, that's just my opinion. I think that would just be when Allison leaves would be the crucial factor in that. If that's in couple well, he's years extended time or now to twenty twenty five, hasn't he? Twenty twenty six, maybe. But um, you don't know. You don't know anything could happen. But goalkeepers is a strange one because it's like some just keep going on. Like you know what I mean, it's like yeah. going longer and longer. And yeah. And Allison, Allison, like, Allison comes across to me as sort of guy that you know he's at Liverpool. What? Uh, three years now, wasn't he? Yeah, three years. Yeah, yeah, three um, years. It'd be, no, it's nearly four. It'd be four in the summer, wouldn't it? He was signed the summer of eighteen, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so when we signed Allison, he was twenty-five, but he'd only done, he'd only done a year at Roma as number one. So yeah, 
he yeah. got his break at 24. So, yeah. you know, in terms of goalkeeper, he has been like a number one goalkeeper for a long time, really. You know, yeah. I, I, I kind of see Alisson as, as at some stage you could just turn around and go, listen, from your family, I'm going back to Brazil. I don't want another club in Europe. I'm going back to Brazil because he does strike me as that sort of guy that is, um, loves his home and loves going home to it. So, but we'll have to wait and see. That's a discussion for another day. I don't know how we've got there. I think Liverpool win by the odd goal. I don't know what that is, but I think it might be the odd goal. I think, you know, if Arsenal are going to play that team that are there tomorrow, does threaten them. It's a fairly, it's fairly settled at the back as well. It's the midfield that might be the issue, but you would hope as an Arsenal fan that they would come and go, listen, we're not going to be as open as we have been in the past and we've been forced into this. We're going to be tight and we're going to be compact and we look for Saka, Martinelli, Lacazette or whoever um, to, to nick one at the other end. I, I'll go Liverpool by the odd odd goal. The odd goal. 2-1. Two, two, well, I, I, I think it could be higher scored than that. I think it could be like a 3-2. I have a feeling in me that it's going to... 5-5-4. Five, five, four. Five, four. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it could be a high scoring game. I do. I think it could be one of those that could be tight and then it'll just explode. And if you just you know, I, everything will go out. I can window, see you know, that. I can see that. Yeah, 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 I can see that kitchen sink stuff. Yeah. Um, Mo Salah. We had some stuff from Klopp earlier. Going, listen, chill the fuck out. Um, it's a normal situation. Um, he wants to stay. We want him to stay. It's positive. It's a normal. You know, that's this is the way it goes. We're very positive and stuff like that. Um, we said three weeks ago. Yeah, it's the second time he's batted stuff away. Um, we're going to have a little chat with this for five minutes and then we're out of here. But if you have any, anything random you want to ask us, go ahead, throw it at us. And then we'll try answer it before we leave. But just quickly on it, Chris, where do you sit on this? Are you, are you just relaxed about it? Because I, I, I'm, I'm open and saying it's it's the middle of January. I'm fucking far from happy at the fact that we could go beyond this transfer window. And Salah is still sitting there with no contract. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping it might have been done by now, but realistically, you're probably not going to hear anything now until mid, at the earliest, mid-late Feb, because he's in AFCON. Mm. So they're not going to announce it until he's back from the African Cup of Nations. So you're probably looking at end of Feb. You know, I think when you get to April and it's still not signed, that's when you get worried, because um, I'm with Kev. I don't think you go into the summer with him one year in his contract. I think Liverpool will look to sell him. Okay. Don't want that to happen, but... I still think it gets done. Um, I'd be surprised because he's such an asset to us on and off the pitch. I mean, look, whether you like the owners or don't like the owners, and even if you think the owners only care about making money, Mo Salah makes them a lot of money off the pitch. Commercially, you know, he's a... I hate this as I say, but he's a brand. You know, he's on GQ magazines. He's quite well-known. He's getting quite well-known now in America and stuff like that. You know, that that's growing by association. Liverpool's eyes, which being association... Makes Liverpool more money, which helps FSG. So he is an asset to them commercially, just as much as he is on the pitch. So I think they will get it done. I think they'll they'll find a way around doing it. Um, the stuff that's coming out at the moment where he says, um, "I want to stay," it's not in my hands. Well, it, it is. You can force issues sooner. No, it's one. But also the um, the um, I'm not asking for <laughs> I'm asking for unreasonable demands and things like that. That's also an agent painting the taking your stall out and we all know this if he goes tits up I'm not the bad guy it's them mm. you know which to it all players all players and clubs do this this is the dance you know I've seen Real Madrid do this I've seen United go through this even when they're at their peak where best players did resign but there was all this bollocks for six months to a year Um, 
Laura Duffy says commercially Mo has opened up a lot more avenues. Um, Lakers teams were waiting to clear some wages in the summer like Milner. Captain Sal says we will be positive until we are waving him goodbye to PSG. Um, he signs on the 24th says Mr. St. Clair. Um, Edward Denham reckons FSG can't afford to give him a new deal. Um, or they can absolutely afford to give him a new deal. The myth that Liverpool are, have no money is a very good myth that the owners have put out there. Liverpool have money. They don't have city-level money, but they have enough money. Um, the two, as we were talking last night, me and Kev, they're too risk-averse. That's the problem. Mm. Well, I think it's it's a bigger risk not to sign him um, than it is to sign him. Uh, Kev, comfortable on yeah. it? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right until March, April, and then I'll start getting worried. It's it's one of the... Look, this is going to be... The, I said it last night, and this is going to be the biggest contract that Liverpool Football Club have ever given anyone in our history and at the minute all of the contracts are incentive based you can tell by the size of the club's wage bill that we're not stingy we're one of the highest wage payers in world sport so this isn't about money this could be about image rights this could be about a percentage of a Nike deal we don't know and Mo's agent isn't going to tell you, and the club definitely ain't going to tell you. But when you've got a player that says, I want to stay, and you've got a manager saying, I want him to stay, and I'm completely relaxed and chilled, completely relaxed and chilled. I've got enough things in my life to be stressed out about. I'm not going to get stressed out about Mo Salah, not until the time comes that nothing is done. Because I said, I'm adamant that we, if it goes into the summer, he will not be allowed to do a genie. He will yeah. not be allowed to walk for nothing. No, we, I don't think no, so. We, you could you could do that with Sadio to an extent. You could do it with Bobby, definitely. You can't do it with Mo, with Mo Salah. It's just not possible. So it's, something's going to have to be done between now and the end of the season. Um, Delvin says the more Salah talks about it, uh, the more I'm getting nervous of being sold in the summer. Well, Salah spoke about it three months ago. Um, two yeah, really to. coming out now. Barry Devney says Liverpool have a net spend of minus since 2018. That's irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. It just means yeah. they sell well. You know, you have to look at the squad they have and have they bought well? Yes. Have they sold well? Yeah. 100% they've sold well. Net spend is fucking irrelevant. I don't know why people keep going on about it. It does not matter what your net spend is. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice stick to be dealing no, with. No, it, you see, the thing with net spend is, is that people go, uh, 50 million net spend. If we had a 400 million pound, net spend people will be giving out the squad's not good enough for what we spent we don't sell yeah. well enough you, you can go around in circles with this the squad we have yeah. costs a lot of money the fact that we've sold players for good money is grand and people go we we only signed this because of the Coutinho money we only moved because of the Coutinho money because he fucked and wanted to get out of the club it's not like we, we threw him out the door Um, I, I just don't agree with the net, net spend thing at all Barry I really really don't because the way I look at it is I go through our squad and go Good player, good player, great player, great player, world class player, blah 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 blah. I don't care how much we're signed for. I don't give a fuck. Salah was thirty four million. I don't care, right? And that's not me going. It's not my money because that's a ridiculous thing to say as well. But when it comes to net spend, right? If if uh, trust me, if Liverpool had a net spend of three hundred and fifty to four hundred million since two thousand eighteen, people would tell you that they haven't done enough of that money and we don't sell well enough. So no matter what you do, it's it, 
someone will find a problem. And again, that's not me defending FSG because I, I'm telling you, if you don't pl- put this man down to a deal worth 80 million over four years, whatever it may be, it's the, the hill they will die on. And I'm, yeah. I'm telling you that now. Because oh, yeah. There's only so much people will take and there's only so much reasoning you can see on what they're doing. But for me, I'll put it to this way. Risk averse is what you said, Chris. The thing with this is, if you sell, if you sell Salah, you're getting 50 million for him in the summer because nobody's touching him. Right, someone is coming along going, sit where you are, take the fucking money you have, and you're meant to get an extra 100 grand a week, we'll, we'll give you that when you're finished up. We'll actually give you that, and we'll throw you 40 million for signing. So he won't want to go anywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? And the risk of having someone go for 50 million or free, and then you have to, for the sake of paying them 80 million, and then you have to go and find somebody that will give you the numbers Mo Salah gives you. There's no one in the world giving you the numbers that Mo Salah's giving you. Nobody. It's giving you them numbers. It's as simple as that. Re- Messi used to. Ronaldo used to. Mbappe doesn't give you the numbers. right? Haaland is ridiculously good, but he will not give you them goals and assists that Salah gives you. You have to pay for that player. And then, if, if he's that fucking good, you're probably paying him what Salah would want anyway. So, it, it makes no fucking sense to me at all. Um, yeah. But we'll have, I'm, I'm confident that will happen, but I am a bit edgy that it's going on this long. But I... Yeah. I think there's I just a number there. I think there's a number there, and I, Jonathan says according to an Egyptian Jorno Salah wants four hundred and twenty grand a week. I don't think it's that high, but I think there is a number there, and they've basically went, "Listen, that's the number. It's not out of this fucking world. Um, go and meet it and get it sorted." That's what I think. Yes, John Roy, he's being careful about. He's probably earning close to that with his bonuses anyway. He just wants yeah. it as a down payment rather than a an incentivized payment. Yeah. So, look, we'll, we'll have to... Uh, Ali says it's war if FSG sell. I think if they let him go, I think any trust... Any trust in FSG that you no had, you would, no you would have huge them. doubts over them. Huge doubts yeah. over them. Sorry, Conroy, what do you think? Uh, well, no, I was just going to say I agree. I think I'm, I'm okay with it now, to be honest. I think March, April time is when you start to get slightly worried. And and to be honest, guys, like you say, Chris, you sell them, but let's be honest, I, this is easy for me to say, but 50 million are free. Like, yes, you'll take the money, but in general, it's just absolute. You're not going to replace it, are you? Lose, lose situation because 50 yeah. million does fuck all. Like, uh, that's, that's no, unfair to say. But for what yeah. you're looking to uh, replace, it's literally. It's not, unless you pulls the rabbit out of the hat, but really you're not going to get, there's no way you're going to get that. So really you're getting money, but it's just, it's just a horrible situation to be in. What I would say, and I've said this a few times, I think we're fortunate. I think FSG are fortunate that we're in an era right now where maybe a, a, a circumstance where Madrid well, spend some money, but kind of taking it easy, Barcelona, mess. Because usually if this was 10 years ago, they would definitely be, you know, even five years ago, there would be that 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 kind of put the pressure on. But because that's not the case, it's just my personal opinion. I think FSG have been allowed this type of limbo where it's not been signed. I feel like in other eras that there'd be a lot more pressure from other teams. Yes, people say PSG. I think that could happen. But I feel like the two Spanish giants having a bit of down downtime now has definitely been fortunate for FSG. And I do think it will get sorted. But let's be perfectly honest, it's really a no-brainer because whatever way you cut it, Say it's 420. I don't agree with that, but do you know what? You can sometimes have to put certain things aside because the amount it's going to cost you to replace them, just pay the money. Genuinely just pay the It's really not one of these things because it's, it's even if it is, say, 420, you've got some players getting 600 grand a week, 500 grand a week, so it's not out of the, the realms of possibility. It just needs to be sorted out. And I think it will be, guys, but um, yeah. I, I do agree. The, 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 what is it? The, the straw that broke the camel's. 
pack a yeah, bike. Yeah. It'd be more. It'd be more than that. It'll be more than that. But that would definitely happen. But it's just nonsensical because there's. You talk about you're you're trying to make financial sustainability, but there's no way. Doesn't matter if you get two hundred million. You could easily that wouldn't replace. It's it's not like a you can't quantify. So say like you mentioned Messi, Ronaldo, even Mbappe, who's put or Haaland who are very close to that. You could still get them, and they might not hit those numbers in the Premier League. So it's it's there's it's just it's nonsensical to me. Uh, Mrs. Sinclair says that net spend is part of the formula of sell to buy. Origi is a good example. That's a lazy explanation in regards to net spend being not important. Now, hold on a minute. Sell to buy happens everywhere. But it's used in a different context when you want to bring an argument forward with regards to transfers. I'm not for one second telling you that FSG are perfect at what they do. Not for a second. I'm not telling you that Klopp is perfect for what, what every time he does anything. Because I don't think he's for, for, uh, perfect at all. I think he's too stubborn at times. I think he um, he's too loyal to players at times. And I think he perseveres where he should just go and say, listen, I've had enough of this and I'm going to get rid of players, right? Net spend, right, can be used as a tool for any argument you want. If Liverpool's negative net spend, okay, I'm going to tell you we don't spend enough. Okay, if Liverpool's net spend is 300 million, I'm going to tell you Liverpool don't sell very well. That's all it is. That's all it is. And the funny thing is, right, we've got into it. We've got into a thing now where the more net spend you have, the more impressive you are. And the more you actually get away with, right? Manchester United, I would say, have a net spend of, I would say, over 250 million in that time since 2018. I'd say actually probably well more than that, right? And where are they? Where are they? This, this, this is the obsession with money now. The obsession, obs- and listen, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a humongous part of football. A humongous part of football. But the obsession with how much have we spent is, is, madness to me it's absolute madness to me at the end of the day I don't walk into Anfield on a Saturday a Sunday a Tuesday or a Wednesday for a Champions League game and sit down and go I don't know what way this game will go because the net spent I don't give two fucks about the net spent but I know going in that I'm really happy with the team we have could it be better absolutely but listen come here and I tell you if we sold Nico Williams tomorrow for 55 million quid and brought in a striker for 35 million quid. And that and that striker, okay, scored 20 goals next season. Are you going to tell me that the net spend is a fucking issue? That we're still in negative? You would want us to have, you would want us to spend 90 million on a striker to, to score 20 goals, just so you can say that the net spend is negative. This is business at the end of the day. We're all football fans. We all want to watch football, enjoy it, watch our team win. But at the end of the day, this is a fucking business. There's no other way of looking at it. And, FSG are not in no way perfect. This will be a massive thing for FSG. This whole this solid thing is a huge thing. Like it's it's one of the big. It's probably the biggest decision they're going to make in their twelve years now. Well, it'll be twelve years. It's just gone eleven years since he took over Liverpool. It's going to be the biggest decision they have ever made, in my opinion. And I include fucking super leagues, um, ticket prices. This is the biggest decision they've ever made. But at the end of the day, if Salah stays, if Salah stays, right, and they they commit 80 million quid to him over four years, nobody cares about what Liverpool have, have spent, right? And the Coutinho stuff is one that's brought up all the time. That man wanted to leave Liverpool Football Club. He wanted to leave. We didn't throw him out the door for 140 million so we could sell to buy. We didn't do that. 
We just rinsed Barcelona. Suarez went for 75 million because he bit a fella at a World Cup after we backed him over biting somebody else. He wanted to get out. This is what happens all the time. You know what I mean? And people go on, net spend. These players wanted out. There's nothing you can do. When's the last player Liverpool sold that you you actively went out and sold a player? And don't give me Fernando Torres either because Fernando Torres wanted out of Liverpool and it was well known he wanted out of Liverpool. You had the transfer request. Yeah. So there you go. All this stuff of we sell, we sell, we sell. You know what I mean? It's, It's, they do sell. But they sell well, and when they actually get put in positions, i.e. Coutinho, um, Suarez, Torres, they sell well, and they replace well. But if people want to be out there and go, um, we sold such and such for 100, and we bought this fella for 200, right? Um, the net spend is great. What? No. And, that, and and you can't bring that into your argument about the owners. You can't. They do. What you see on the pitch is good. Can it be better? Yeah, but... Net spend means fuck all. To if Liverpool go out, to, if Liverpool go out in the summer, and you want a right back as a backup, you want um, you want a, two centre midfielders, and you want a striker, and they go out and they spend a hundred million quid and get them four players, and Liverpool win a title next season, right? Is anyone going to turn around and give a fuck how much they cost? Did anyone care in two thousand twenty when they won the league how much the players cost, how much the net spend was? Nobody gave two fucks. Nobody gave two fucks. And it's a, and, and the funny thing is, the lazy argument in all this is not from people that you'd think are making excuses. The lazy argument is when you turn around and you start quoting net spends, right? Can this, it, has this player performed? Maybe not. Did he make a mistake? Yeah, everyone fucking does, right? But look, trust me, if you get rid of Naby Keita during the summer for 35 million and you bring a fella in for 25 and he plays better than Naby Keita, are we all going to kick up a fuss because we're another 10 million in negative? No, we're not. Well, no, it's just, it's as simple as that. But look, I, I think it's it's absolutely madness. I, I really, really do. I am, And for me, I want Liverpool to be the best they can. And at times they have to go out and spend beyond what they've usually spent. They're a self-sufficient entity. But sometimes you have to go and go, you know what, This we just have to do this. Like Alisson, um, like Van Dijk. And don't tell me that was off the Coutinho money either. Because they were trying to sign Van Dijk three months before Coutinho decided he had his, his back was hurting all right, so um, look, it's it's it. Just enjoy watching the Liverpool. You can have you can have your reservations about the owners. You can have reservations about sometimes what the manager does. That's absolutely fine. But at the end of the day, what you're watching at Liverpool right now is the best you've seen in thirty years. It's as simple as that. It's the best you've seen. Is there is there problems in it? Yeah, there absolutely is. But at the end of the day, they can be sorted. But don't be putting a, a new, you know numbers on it. Don't be putting amounts on it um, as to how how much that would satisfy you. Because <coughs> Jota is 40 million. If you go out and spoil someone for 65 million and he does what Jota does, you can't just say, yeah, that's way even better because it's more money. Just, you can't. Um, sorry, lads. Kev, anything else before we no. go? No, you covered it, mate. Okay. <laughs> I swear, that was really good. Do you know what? That was probably the best monologue I've heard from anyone about FSG and transfer policy and net spend. In a long, long time. Fair play. Anytime I hear someone say net spend, I'm just going to think of that monologue. So that's pretty <laughs> good. Don't get me going again on it. It's, no, it's, but it needed saying. It, it, no, it does. I agree with it. I agree. It was good. It's too easy to jump on the bandwagon of, you know, we don't spend X, Y, and Z. You know, when we do something work, the only thing that I'd say is we're not ruthless enough when it comes to getting players out the door. There are certain players who are still in the squad mm. who needed to be moved 
for the sake of their own careers and for the sake of us. But well, the uh, the thing is, I, though, which people don't want to say because it doesn't fit the narrative, is that's probably more the manager than the that, ownership and the model because that clock's greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, which is he's very loyal to players and you know and he'll back his players. But there are times where there are certain players he's back too much, and you've gone like you really should have moved him on sooner, but he doesn't. Well, and you kind of have to you have to take the rough with the smooth there. Mr. That's, Sinclair that's says, and, and by the way, that wasn't a rant on Mr. Sinclair, it was just his comment that came up. Um, but he says, we broke two world records inside four months for a centre-back and goalkeeper. Um, have we done it after inside four months? My point is, we have the money when we need it. That's my issue. We don't unless we sell someone. And I think that's going to come this summer. Because this summer, with but, Milner going, with Nico needy, wanting but hold to on. Go, but, but hold on. This summer, we're going to have to do it. Who has left this club? Right, who has left this club where where they went off and they were better? Now I'm talking about players that we actively sold from this club that we wanted out and we kicked them out the door for a load of money, right? Because we wanted to buy somebody else. And who has gone off and lit the world up? Very few. You can say that we wanted out the door. Very few. Can't think of any in the club. Not in the modern era. No, Aspas. Right. There you so, go. Aspas. <laughs> but, but, but that's, he's, he's he's not, not a Celtic fan. Yeah, it's not on the club, though. We're saying, yeah, no, I'm just here. saying the last, the last one is probably Aspas. Yeah. And people, people are saying about the summer and stuff. I agree with you. I think, I think yeah. it does need, I think it needs three or four in in the summer just to refresh it. And you will have to get players out. And listen, I don't think it'd be a negative thing in the summer if you want to go down that route of what we spend against, um, what we bring in because I think the players we look to get rid of are on a downward spiral and they will have to put yeah. their money where their mouth is and that's where it came from the media la- uh, um, in the summer 2022 was the is the year Liverpool are looking to revamp the squad but let's see if they do it and by all means if we if we get to the end of the summer and they haven't done it and you're going to another season going these are fucking still here or we've let two go and we haven't brought anyone in absolutely go fucking mental over it but don't do it if we if we sell these four players for 100 and sign four for 80 and because once they be formed, who gives a fuck? James Milner's walking around there after five years of Liverpool. He's won a league. He's won a European Cup. He's one of the most respected respected uh, professionals going. He didn't cost us a penny. He costs a lot in wages, but who gives a shit? Wages don't matter. You know what I mean? Not in this day and age. Wages are an afterthought, and that's where the Salah thing comes in. Eighty million in wages for Salah. You know, if you said to me tomorrow, "I'll give you Salah for free," but he's going to cost you eighty million in wages, you'd be You'd be bleeding, bundling him in the back of a van, and you'd be getting to Liverpool <laughs> as quick as you could. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Know, you yeah. drop, you drop the phone, and you'd be getting the first. Flight. Oh, listen, you'd be all over him. <laughs> Ashley L says, "I love him." Gav says, "We're going to talk about this for five minutes," and then goes on a passionate rant for twenty. I absolutely triggered. It must be the jumper I'm wearing tonight. It must be. <laughs> but, um, it's it's the fairy washing up. It's the fairy liquid in the in the in the washing machine is what doing that. I tell you. Yeah, it's, it's no, Gav, Gav, you've been absolutely electric. <laughs> no, look, it's just it's just something that you know. I I I just don't see, despite me being quite aggressive and annoyed over it. I don't see why we, it takes up so much of our time. You know, by all means, look at what you need, what you don't need, what you could get, what you don't get. But don't put you don't need to put numbers on it. You don't. You simply don't. You know what I mean? No, it's um, all about performance and what they've what. I mean, you look at Salah. Is Salah been massive value for thirty four million? Yeah. If you look at the value of what we paid out for transfers and what they've returned, we haven't overpaid for anyone. You know, is I'm, Virgil worth what we paid from? Yeah. 
Yeah, but, but the thing it? is, Kev, negative negative net spend since 2018, right? Negative since mm. 2018. So if you look at the players that have left the club since 2018, that we actively got rid of, and the players we've brought in and what we've achieved, you wouldn't swap any of them. Not at all. No, not at all. You wouldn't swap any of them. And all right, there is somebody, um, if there is some There is some that have, you know, where wanted to leave and there is some that have come in that have um, that haven't performed but that's how it goes for everyone uh, Mrs yeah. Sinclair so if you're happy with the league every 10 years this model's good well we've won one and we're only that was a season ago so we might need another 8 or 9 years um, to, to come back to that but I get where you're coming from Mr Sinclair I do get it because I do feel that the model at times needs to be tweaked tweaked a little bit broken through a little bit of a barrier at times I do get that I do get that, but I'm not having the negative spend. Um, Polly Wallace says the game is off tomorrow. The players are having a quiz. Yes, they are. Um, Gav, what's your net spend on cans? Chris is not doing the questions for them. My net spend on cans uh, is in That's a thorny subject over here at the minute. Net spend on cans at the moment is uh, in the minus in 2022. Um, I've been very, very good. Um, That was loads of miles, mate. Gav, what annoys you more? Brendan Rogers or the net spend argument? I'm not going into it. It's half eleven. Tommy Tuchel. <laughs> Tommy Tuchel. Throw Tommy Tuchel in there and it's, it's uh, tables, ladders, chairs, match to be fair, to be honest with you. Um, right, Kev, nothing, you've nothing. Conroy, anything else before you go? No, no, just uh, looking forward to the game tomorrow, guys, and hopefully it'd be, it would be really nice to win tomorrow. You want to win every game, but as Kev says, I said a KG 2-0, but if we could actually win by four or whatever, that would be that would be very satisfying tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to driving range tomorrow before the game. I'll be back for it. And then I think me and Kev, are we doing the post match, Kev? Yeah, we may as well. Yeah, sure, we might as well. Chris, anything else before we go? No, look forward to the match tomorrow. Oh, me and Kev, me, me Friday night again, isn't it, mate? Yep. Don't know what we're going to chat about. We're definitely going to do an AFCON review because <laughs> some of the things that happened today you wouldn't <clears throat> see in a Sunday game. But, uh, absolutely box joyous. office though. Absolutely is, box office. Every game there's something. I've never seen so many one nils in a tournament. And yeah. what happened today with the referee blowing up on eighty five minutes? Someone said eleven games so far and they've all been under one point five goals in the betting. Yeah. Fuck yeah. The <laughs> most popular result, I think, if you were going to the bookies and betting every game one nil, you'd be up a pretty penny by now. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Sinclair so. says, Great talk, I've loved the show um, when there's balance. May listen. <clears throat> your your comments um, are as valuable as anybody else's in here and I'll, I'll agree with loads of comments in here I'll, and I'll tell people I agree with them I'll disagree and I'll tell you that I disagree but at the end of the day I respect everything you have to say um, I wouldn't never I'd never turn around and go you know what you're saying is pathetic I will give you my argument I get where you're coming from I get where everyone comes from um, with regards to contracts players on the pitch results um, owners I get it all I do have opinions on certain things um, and some things I just can't get my head around and one of those was tonight but uh, listen watch every night keep coming with the comments without a shadow of a doubt uh, Chris sorry I cut across you there no no so not much for me so we're just looking forward to that obviously the game tomorrow and then the games at the weekend so okay. all good fun really Red Steve says Gav don't fall down the hole at the golf it's the driving range of sap <laughs> you there's no holes in the driving range you Silly, silly red Steve. You ruined it for yourself there right at the end. Um, oh, he was just Steve. Ah, it's just Steve. He won't be just Steve. He's, he's red Steve, but um, he's made a fool of himself there. Uh, fool of himself, red Steve. Um, but anyway, that has been 
the uh, midweek fix for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit the like button on the way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the share button. You know all this stuff. And um, I'll be back at 2 p.m. tomorrow with the cop update. Um, me and Kev will be back with the post match at 10 ish tomorrow night. That has been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.